0: I-V-M Hi, I'm Utsav, A behaviour researcher by training And a slow traveller by passion Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast Where I condense a decade of travel experiences And explore not just the where But also the why and how to travel My stories emerge from slow travelling The less explored parts of the world Bosnia and Herzegovina Armenia, Uzbekistan And even China at the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we travel from Indonesia to India to Netherlands and trace the violent and erotic history of a spice that went on to leave an indelible mark on world cuisine. A mixture of the roots of barley and sully rice, the fruit of mountain pomegranate, mace and man's urine, mixed with the roots of ficus tree, and the giant potatoes mixed with the decoction of ficus seeds, cluster figs, intoxicating bajra, or mixed with the decoction of palash flowers is an intoxicating preparation. Concoction number 16, Chapter 1 Secret Practices for the Destruction of Enemy Troops The author puts his knowledge of botnicals to work in the service of statecraft. This is not some obscure text written by an eccentric, unhinged military commander or a traditional medicine man. This is from the Arthashastra, written by Kautilya. It's a detailed manual of politics and administration at the court of Chandragupta Maurya. According to legend, Kautilya became instrumental in destroying the power of the previous dynasty, the Nandas. Around 321 BC, he helped to place Chandragupta on the throne of the Magadha Kingdom with its capital, Patliputra. Meanwhile, in the 5th century AD, philosopher Brahatahari wrote an unusual book, a trifold collection of Sanskrit poetry about politics, erotic passion and renunciation. The book came to be known as Sringara Sataka or A Hundred Verses of Love. Dressed like a girl in fiery passion, diffusing the fragrance of Jati Puspa and bearing heavy swollen clouds, Autumnal rains arouse any man's lust. These lines describe how nature conspired with Kama, the god of love, to create a yearning in men. But what is Jati Puspa? The ambiguity inherent in Jati as jasmine or nutmeg could evoke in the listener multiple sensations. These were both memorized and imagined, like the scent and image of the well known jasmine flowers, but also those of the imaginary flower of the nutmeg tree as well as the flavor of mace. Around the same time, when Kautilya was employing the Arthashastra to put Chandragupta Maurya on the throne, a nutmeg fruit fell on the ground around the banks of the Sarayu River in eastern Uttar Pradesh. In the 20th century, carbonized remains of that nutmeg were found at Khadira in the Ballia district of eastern U.P. It was stratigraphically assigned to the early phase of the northern black polished ware culture around 700-200 to 200 BC. It was the hallmark of modern pottery. Khairadi lies along an ancient travel and trade route that led from Patliputra to the Lumbini area in today's Nepal. Similarly, around Ludhiana, another carbonized nutmeg was found in the ashy deposits inside the altar of a religious complex of the Kusana period from 100 to 300 AD. But why are we talking about Arthashastra Sringar Sataka, Nutmeg and Mace. Because before the 18th century, every single nutmeg and every shed of mace originated in or around a tiny cluster of islands at the far southeastern end of the Indian Ocean. Hence, any mention of nutmeg and mace before the 1700s automatically establishes a link with these islands. They are sometimes referred to as the Great Banda Islands. Even though the largest island is just two and a half miles in length, and half a mile in width. In Chinese texts, those mentions date back to 1st century BC and in Latin text, in 1st century AD. It irrevocably establishes trade links between India and Southeast Asia, much earlier than initially estimated. But something happened on the night of April 21st, 1621 that changed the course of history. The Europeans had been trading nutmeg and maize with the Arabs for centuries but were hell-bent on finding the direct source. And they had good reason to do so. In the 16th century, the value of nutmeg soared when doctors in England decided that the spice could be used to cure the plague, epidemics of which were sweeping through Europe and Asia. In the late Middle Ages, nutmegs became so valuable in Europe that a handful of them could buy a house or ship. The Dutch East India Company was trying to negotiate a treaty with the bananese aiming to secure a trading monopoly on nutmeg. The Bandanese were simply not interested in a monopoly trade, since that is not how trade was done in the Indian Ocean. The Dutch, who considered themselves superior to the natives, did not kindly take to this stance. On April 21, 1621, they attacked the islands and massacred the Bandanese with the aim of completely wiping off their population. They succeeded and a lucky few Bandanese fled to the neighbouring island of Malukan. The names of the villages there evoke the lost homeland. And their inhabitants still speak Turbandan, the Banda language. Their songs and stories bring to life not just the Banda mountain, but also its blessing, the nutmeg. We weep and weep. When on what day? Get on your way. We pearls of wisdom, the fruits of nutmeg have died. She sends a letter so we may speak. Pearls of wisdom, fruits of nutmeg have died. Pearls of wisdom, the nutmegs have died. There is no faith here. There is no blessing inside this island. Once a proud and enterprising trading community, they ceased to exist as a people in a span of less than 10 weeks. Many years later, after the Bandanese had been cut off from the face of the earth, Anglo-Dutch rivalries would once again link the fate of the Bandas to the Dutch. In 1667, the Treaty of Breda transferred one of the smallest islands of the Banda, called Run, permanently to the Dutch. It was part of a wider settlement that also included the handing over of the Dutch colony of New Amsterdam. This went on to become what we know today as New York and Manhattan. Nutmeg and maize became tireless travelers over time and left their indelible influence around the cuisines of the world. Closer home in India, Hyderabadi cuisine uses nutmeg and mace in a dessert called Badamkand, made of almonds and flavoured with nutmeg, mace, green cardamom and saffron. The Lucknowi arhar dal contains nutmeg and mace along with cardamom, curd and raisins. They're also used as a principal flavour in salmani kebab, a minced lamb kebab with a hint of crushed sesame seeds. In fact, any korma from Lucknow also has top notes of nutmeg and fennel. But even if you have had none of these dishes, and even if these spices do not have a distinct place in your kitchen, there is one dish where their impact is unmissable. My personal favorite, the biryani. Both nutmeg and maize are essential ingredients in any biryani masala. There is, however, one key difference in how the Europeans and the Western countries use nutmeg in their cooking. They predominantly use it in desserts. The warm, soft, sweet smell goes well with milk puddings, apple and pumpkin pies, French toasts and spiced carrot cakes. The virulence of the nutmeg in Arthashastra, the eroticism in Stringar Sataka, the violence in the Banda Islands, the nuttiness in the Indian cuisine and the sweetness in Western cuisine. The many avatars of nutmeg have cemented its place the world over. As we hopefully recover from the pandemic, make some time for yourself and reconnect with your many avatars. You are the tiny nutmeg which holds all the flavor in the world. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and Why We Travel 42 on Instagram.